everyone, hi. Awesome. Hi, Tubabs, it's been a while. I hope you're good. Hey! <laughs> as, as with anything in life, there comes challenges, but we thrive either way. <laughs> Spiritual warfare, we're coming on top. It's okay. For real, for real. Yeah, I'm also just tested positive for COVID and I've been sick, so... We're, we got it over here, but we're going to make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So let's uh, start from scratch because I couldn't say that live, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but we could just head straight to the child grooming. Um, I think it's so important that at least this one bit, um, it's, it's reiterated because it's so important to understand how risky the world is today so let's talk about child grooming you were telling me that child grooming comes in different forms um the traditional form of, of child grooming could you please um briefly explain that once again yes so the traditional um kind of child grooming uh, that you're talking about in person grooming um yeah. there's no really method to describe like everything that would happen um the big thing is just that a predator, whoever wants to abuse your child, um, that could be a family member, a coach, teacher, anybody really that's in your child's life. Um, their goal is kind of to get them from point A to point Z without any like big reactions. Um, they're going to do things that desensitize that child's emotions and understanding of what's happening to them so that they become accustomed to the behavior and, um, kind of just like eh, okay with it um as it still causes emotional trauma um in them they kind of learn to digest it better and a lot of times it, it can in, in, involve a lot of manipulation blackmail um a lot of secrets things like that um you're gonna see it happen a lot like if someone is showing your child a lot of attention um, that kind of crosses boundaries. That's a big red flag. Um, if your child starts like either always wanting to hang out with someone that they didn't before or does not want to be around someone, that's a red flag. Um, if your child starts having like major changes in behavior, even if you right. think it's age thing or even if you think it's just like, something that's normal with their, um, like, you know, teenagers naturally go through things and kids go through stages where they're going to be hard to deal with. Um, it's easy to cast it off as that, but you shouldn't, you should really dig deep and see like what's going on because a lot of times those behavior changes can look differently. Sometimes it could be anger. Sometimes it could be depression. Um, in the early stages of grooming, if they're getting a lot of attention and not being abused, it could even be excitement. And so just like digging in to see like, okay, what's going on? What is causing you to act differently? And just making sure you kind of know who's around your child and what's happening with them. Um, and Mission J just said gaslighting. Yes, gaslighting what is, is a big gaslighting? thing. What is gaslighting? It's a term I've been hearing a lot. I thought this was something that happens among older people. Uh, I don't know oh. that children were manipulated as well. Gaslighting um, is essentially just throwing a bunch of different tactics at someone trying to confuse them emotionally and mentally so that they will kind of do what you want or go along with what you want. 
sometimes people that gaslight don't even realize that they're gaslighting. Um, it can come in the form of any kind of relationship, really, that isn't an argument. Um, in a child with a predator, it would be more like if a child said no, they didn't want to do something, the predator might say things like, um, well, I didn't think you'd be good at it anyway, and then switch the tactic to be like, but I thought you loved me, and then switch to the tactic of, well, you know, everyone's going to be disappointed, and, and they just keep switching tactics until That's they can't. crazy. Yeah, until they can't find ground to be like, they like defeated every argument around it instead of just hearing the no, I don't want to. And it confuses the victim of gaslighting mentally. So they're like, they don't even really remember why they're saying what they're doing or what to do. And their emotions are all played out because they might really do love that person. Or some of the things play on insecurities and vulnerabilities in them. And so that can hurt and it can make them be like, okay, well maybe you know best and kind of just follow suit um, with it. So gaslighting is definitely something that can happen very frequently. Um, even, even parents or family, if someone's insecure and not able to really, yeah. just, it can happen. Um, so that's like in person online yeah. you had also mentioned previously um just in this one that um pornography as well they could introduce the child to pornography pornography yeah pornography is a very broad topic but pornography is definitely used to desensitize um and it's definitely used to groom because you have to think that if somebody wants a child or someone who hasn't performed those kinds of acts before how would they describe that to them? And if they're watching someone else do it in the light of it's no big deal, um, it's easier to explain and express that that's what you want them to do and to desensitize them to those actions because now they've seen someone else do it. Um, it seemed fun to those people. And it's like pornography is like very mentally abusive, especially to people that um, don't understand it and can't consent to it. Um, so for children, it can be very, very confusing to watch, um, especially pornographic things now that have so much violence um, in them and non-consensual things in them. Um, so it, it's definitely used as a tool to groom online and offline. It's scary because music videos of today, um, we're not gonna name them, but it's, it's, it's either like soft pornography, but it's just there in the child's eyes, making them more susceptible, success, susceptible to, um, to being groomed. Sorry, tongue twisted me. Um, so I'm just now wondering, are, you know, there are other parents or older brothers, sisters, uncles, nephews, um, uncles, aunts that are often considered paranoid for being critical of who their children are around, uh, what their children watch and, you know, younger siblings are watching. Um, is it too much? Do you think that, you know, is it necessary? Was this going to guard the child too much? What, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I don't think that anything you can do for your child is too much. And I mean, you can yeah. still, as a parent, have a part of compassion and navigate your child being around people and being social without that person being alone with your child nobody has the right to your child alone nobody and yeah I, 
how it is in your culture, but here it 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 has been a thing where where a lot of family think, well, just because we're family, we have the right to hug, kiss, be around, um, have a piece of this child, really, um, just because we're related. And that's not true. Boundaries are important for every person, and that includes children. And you can be family and love that child, but if you're going to cross boundaries, you absolutely lose your right to be able to continue to hold a relationship with that child. You have to respect the parents, and you have to respect the child and know that they know what's best. Um, and the child comes before all because sometimes people even abuse their children. And if you're an aunt or an uncle or a grandma or whatever, and you can see that boundaries for that child are also being broken and that child's being hurt, you have, you have a right to say something and stand up because that child deserves to have a say and advocate for their bodies and what is right for them and what is not right. And the mindset of forcing your child to do everything just because you think that you know best um there's a lot of things you can be missing and then you're teaching them not to be able to consent when it matters most right now i'm thinking about you know uh, that uh, there's a book i read mm-hmm. and it was uh, it's called 11 minutes and 38 seconds in the strange world by alif shakaf shafak yeah and in it was an incident in which this lady who was now a prostitute, um, we're tracing back to how that came to be. And it was later discovered that when she was younger, her parents would take her to her uncle and aunt's house. And, you know, when mm-hmm. the cousins are all sleeping together in one place and it's all nice and whatnot. And then her uncle would come sleep by her while the parents were away because they're staying at, you know, at her, at the uncle's place. And the uncle would sleep by her and just tell her how she's a good kid and whatnot. Then the following day, touch me here, touch me there. Then the next day, do this, do that. Um, don't you want to make your parents happy by, um, doing this what if i told him that you refused things like that and she was you know i think i think she was probably nine ten years old at that time being forced to grope an older man and Mm -hmm. now i'm wondering you know in as much as we want our younger siblings our children to sleep over at our even family you know sleepovers they're supposed to be fun but now it's like how critical should we be because you can trust someone but to what extent? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, having the conversations, I think, are a great foundation. Um, so, like, with my parents, I know that I can talk about anything. I know I can set boundaries, and I know I can hold them to those boundaries, even if they don't agree um, to them. And we can have open conversations about what we think are safe or not safe. And they have perspectives and I have perspectives and we're really, we're able to like build a a framework of, you know, like everybody's kind of boundaries and it, and I don't force my kids to do things kind of that they don't want to do. I mean, there's a level of, as a parent of like making sure they do things that are for them, like brushing their teeth. And I'm not talking about things like that, but when it comes to like, if my son doesn't want to hug or kiss someone normally it's just because he's in a bad mood and he doesn't want to be touched but I know that me consenting how he feels now and um 
advocating for him now is going to teach him to do that in the future. If that were to arise, then it's something that I'm willing to do. And I just expect my family to uphold those boundaries around them. And honestly, I don't really let a lot of people watch him alone. Um, I've really let a lot of people watch my kids alone. The people that show me they can uphold my boundaries and there's trust there, like they have more leeway, but I set the boundaries high in general. Um, most people that hang out with him or watch my kids are in public areas with other people. They're not by the areas. And as your kids grow older, teaching them transparency, um, that you're not going to shame them or judge them. They're not going to get punished or in trouble for these things. Um, but that talking about it and what's okay and not okay for their bodies and for other people to do to them is important and not watering down that conversation because it's really easy as parents to want to protect their innocence and like not tell them things that we think is going to ruin that and call um, things by pet names and like little kind of topics and stuff. And I kind of through all that I learned in my testimony and I've had family that was abused by other family and things like that. All that I've learned from it is like, you absolutely cannot do that. Like you have to, teach product you have to teach um proper anatomy and terms to them um you have to use everything in the right language because then when something happens they're not desensitized to calling it something that should be innocent because that act is not innocent and they shouldn't be yeah they shouldn't have to water it down to try to express it to somebody else Absolutely. Now let's talk about online predation because uh, before that first live cut off, um, you talked about how they these online predators exploit a child's need to be an influencer, to be famous, to be seen. Uh, you have nine to twelve, thirteen-year-olds who are adjusting their body features on so using apps, using various apps, and to look older. Uh, what does that mean? What is online predation? What are we talking about when we bring this topic up? We're talking about predators that want to gain access and exploit others, um, especially children. A predator that wants to exploit children online and offline is going to position themselves around children. They're going mm. to be jobs and online and places children are. They're not. They're not, like, hoping that a child's going to stumble in their path. They're going to look for them. Um, The scary thing about online is that predators can put fake profiles up. They can do all of these things that can guise them as not who they are. Um, They can look any age they want to, any gender they want to, be from any place they want to. It's, It's endless. And just, like, Nine and 13 year old kids can change their bodies to look older. They can change their bodies to look younger or use other people's photos. Um, so they're going to get online and they're going to be where children are and they're going to, you know, fish. They look for vulnerabilities. Like people that want to abuse people are really good at finding the patterns of vulnerabilities of people that they can continue to abuse. Um, so they're going to, or like, the insecurities, um, the people with public, the kids like profiles, information mm. about where they are, that 
insecurities or that they're vulnerable or that they're hurting. And then they're going to contact them and try to gain their trust. And that could be by just talking about things that they have in similar and common. They could be about finding information about their family, say, there is a child whose parents are going through divorce and they've posted something about that. Well, that's a big vulnerability. A predator can get in there and, you know, say, Oh, I'm going to be here for you and, and build a friendship and trust over trying to support them and love them through what they're going through. And, and then that builds bond that this child is now like, okay, you're going to love me unconditionally because you've been here. And it's just these little compromises of a relationship forms. Yeah. And then when the abuse or the exploitation happens later, they're confused about it because this is someone that loved them or someone that was there for them and that they trusted. And as they compromise little to little, um, if it's a relationship, they could be sending pictures. If this person has promised them a future, like you were saying with like modeling or being an Instagram influencer, if they're playing on that, um, then they could send material in or it could even get to the point where they want to meet up with this person and then they're at risk of being trafficked um, because they're not just getting their material that's sent over online as blackmail and or sent to other people, um, which, by the way, that's also happened in pornography. That was one of Pornhub's big things is there were several girls who had met someone online and, and sent something that they thought was someone their age and had a relationship with. And that person posted that material on Pornhub sites. And um, that is exploitation. And then the predators could want to meet up with this person. And then if they meet up with this person and that person's intention is to abuse them, that can happen, but they can also be at risk for trafficking. A lot of a lot of girls have gone like that, and a lot of boys have as well. And um, when you run into at risk for like the big groups in the United States, like foster care, then when they don't have much families and stuff, or people that are going to look for them, those are vulnerabilities yeah. will look for because when you age out of the foster care system, you don't really have anything to go off of, and that person can promise you to provide those things and then they push you into work that um is not for you and is exploitative honesty honesty i mean i think i don't know if it was this one or the previous recording you had said that um social media platforms can be apps can be very dangerous for mm -hmm. young people for children um children honestly have no business being on social media but i do understand where you know the whole explore make friends but i a nine-year-old doing things and it's you know it's 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 cute at first it's often very very cute but when you consider um that the privacy and security on different social media platforms isn't that high you realize how easy it is for a predator to somewhat influence a younger person i am distraught right now um <laughs> honestly speaking it's so scary just thinking that grooming can happen online and they could probably and not even just like grooming that's intentional but whatever children are looking at online you know you have a lot of people dancing provocatively and not well dressed not fully dressed rather 
Um, how does that affect a child's um, mindset from the get-go? It's very desensitizing. Um, our culture is very desensitizing in general. We want mm. to sexualize more and more and more and more and more. And it's not a surprise that that has reached into children. Because the more we're going to sexualize as a country and globally, and the more we're going to make that susceptible and acceptable to different um, different groups of people. Of course, younger kids are going to want to hop on that. They're listening to the same music. They're listening and seeing what you're doing. And that is what their example of is growing up. So, like if you think about when you were little and where you got a lot of your goals and dreams from, like, I want to be this and I want to be that. And so that's changed for my kids. Like I am in a reality where they're not going to look up to um, members of the community that are serving or superheroes and things like that for a long time, because the moment that they get around other children who are idolizing the culture that we're in, which is sexualized in every way, and um, which is all based off of comparison of what you look like and superficial things like that, they're, that's what they're going to want. They're going to be instantly submerged into that. And that is a battle I've been scared to fight. And so trying to just be transparent with them and keep them grounded is something that is so significant um, in what we can do as parents because we have to realize that we can't parent out of where we grew up. We have to parent in what is now. And it's yeah. vastly different. Mm. Mm. Uh, what, what does online, uh, what are the tactics that online predators normally use? Um, manip- uh, I, they're going to kind of catfish. They're going to use vulnerabilities. They're, I think the two groups that stand out in my head the most are, one, they're going to befriend someone who's younger, um, especially as, like, a boyfriend. Once you hit, like, that little bit older gray age group, they're going to try to form an intimate relationship with them. Um, friendships happen as well, but, like, that intimate relationship of, like, Um, I'm your secret love, love of your life. And that kind of trust happens a lot. Um, I've seen it happen to friends of mine when we were younger. And that was before it blew up like it is. (laughs) Yeah. Early Facebook days. Yeah. Um, And that happened. And like people just falling in love with someone online that they did not know. And you know, people nowadays meet a lot of people online and then go meet up with them in person. That's something that is accepted and not weird anymore. Um, And a lot of times it can work out, but a lot of times it can't. And for our kids to see that as something that's not stranger danger is scary because they are strangers. um, And strangers online don't look how they look in real life. And so Mm. it to be like, there's a stranger in a van. Don't take candy from them. Just don't talk to him. If there's a weird guy in the park circling, don't talk to him. Really easy to identify that. How can we identify all of the strangers online 
when our kids have access and we're not even watching. It's really difficult. And um, so that's one. Two is the people who want to um, give like job opportunities to um, very insecure, younger aged girls, especially, but boys too, that want to live this lifestyle they're seeing on Instagram and on Facebook and on TikTok and they're playing into this popularity like that's going to be their identity that's what they're wanting dreaming of because that's that's what they're submerged into and mm -hmm. that gets avoided because other people will come and be like well I can give you this I can promise you this we can go um, and do this I'll help build you up and then they either are sending material that's going to be sent around and exploited there or they're going to meet up with them and then be exploited into different fields um, that could be trafficking or pornography or yes, modeling, but not the modeling they expected it to be. And they're exploited for their bodies and for what they can produce for that person, not for their own game. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but are you allowed to give us incidents where this may have happened, where you have cases of something um, similar to this? So I haven't had any cases like come directly to me since we started Village of Light. I can talk about the things that I've seen. Um, the only person that has come, and she's actually going to be joining our team soon, that is a survivor. She was... Um, in familial trafficking her story is on our blog if you want to read it um her dad groomed and trafficked and abused her um pretty much all her life and that was definitely much in person that wasn't online um so definitely different definitely should go read if you're interested in learning more about yeah. that um i had several friends who now this we would have been a little bit older uh because you know we didn't have internet when we were like nine or 13, but like nine or 13 year olds now was kind of how we were when we were like 16, like nine year olds now dress act, want to be older and older and older. Um, their childhoods are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. So I had a friend, she, she was, she was dealing with a lot of insecurities and, um, you know, she, like all of us really just wanted that one person who would know her and get her and somebody found her online and exploited that. And it actually got to the point where police called her parents because they found out that he was exploiting other girls and luckily never actually touched her or got to her, but it was very real and close to home. Um, I, I mean, I've had a lot of people message me online that I did not know. I've had a lot of people message me for offers and things that I know to be suspicious, but if I know that it makes, it would, it would for another girl. Like I know that if somebody who has the name daddy in their profile offers me $500, I should not be talking to that person, but I'm 26. What is a 12 year old going to say to that? Are right. They as on top of it no and when parents aren't watching and monitoring that's reality people are coming after your children there is a documentary that is about a mom and she aged her face to be 12 and i think she did it again and she was like 
eight or nine. And within like an hour, hundreds of predators were DMing her. Um, I'll have to send it to you. It's really good. Um, and I've seen that stuff in real life. Like my niece had gone online and she had followed me, which was fine, which was awesome to share a public profile. And me being who I am, like really watches it and stuff. So I, uh, I was watching her and a few people had followed her. And so I had contacted her mom um, and was like, you need to check her DMs. And somebody had been messaging her in her DMs. And luckily, nothing bad had happened. Um, but it definitely could have. And like, these are just like surface brushes of the people that I know. Um, but if you look at the statistics of actual cases of trafficking and exploitation, online predation and grooming is through the roof. It is higher than yep. anything. Um, and, and then what can we do to avert this? Uh, what prevention tactics can we put up? Um, because right now it seems like it's a losing battle. I'm so concerned. And you know, I think the crazy part is that it's not just where you are, it's happening everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. Young girls are receiving DMs on a daily. Uh, girls, younger people don't even look young anymore. I look like I'm 13 compared to every day. Um, every, honestly, are you agreeing with me? You look young too. So, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, you have a situation like that and, you know, they're no longer dressing. I believe in freedom of speech and being liberal with your social media. But um, from what I'm hearing, uh, I guess creating a private Instagram or a private account is very, very important. Uh, what else can we do? And I mean, what, what can we do apart from uh, um, privacy accounts? Okay. One. Do not wait for phones to change. We have to change them. Mm. If you wait for social media platforms to be safer, phones to be safer, um, for more trusted people to come around, it's not going to happen. All of these industries are driven by money. And so they're going to create pandas. That's why the algorithms and things are the way that they are. Because right. it's competition and, and money. And they do not care about who is on their platforms. They just care that they are winning from it. Yep. So they are not going to make it safe. We have to demand that change. Um, mm -hmm. One great petition that just started is through Exodus Cry. And they helped with the trafficking hub movement to shut down Pornhub. And this petition is to protect children, not porn. And they are demanding that um, Apple and other things put privacy settings automatically turned on on phones so that it automatically censors some of that for children and adults can go and turn it off later if they want to. Um, and that all pornography sites have to have ID verification of age before being mm -hmm. able to stumble mm -hmm. across. So finding petitions and things like that that are demanding change pushes these platforms and places to have to do it because if they think that they're going to lose, um, if they're going to have lawsuits, but if they're also going to lose people who are on their platform that are giving them that benefit, they will change. We just have to push for it. That's one. 
to it, wait as long as you can to let your children have phones and social media. Like, wait as long as you can. And then when it happens, be active on it with them. Do not just hand it over to them and let them figure it out themselves. Have passwords. Put it on your phone. You, I have, like, six Instagram accounts on my phone. You can have their Instagram account on your phone, okay? Set the notifications so you see them, so you see it. Put technology on your phone and on their phone. Um, Bark is a great one. You can actually put in certain hot words. And when those words show up on your child's phone, it notifies your phone. Mm. So someone messages them or they type in something that is like, you're like, oh, this is a red flag. It's going to red flag your phone and let you know. Um, you don't want to have to just helicopter your children. If you do that, then they're also not going to learn to trust you. So when I say be active, it's not just watch and wait. It's like participate with them. Make videos with them. If they're going to have social media, take pictures with them. Help them take appropriate pictures of themselves. Teach them what is safe to put on their profile and what is not safe. Yeah. Teach them that they can share certain things, but there are certain things that are not safe. Sharing personal details about their life, sharing personal details about where they live, where they go to school, where they do dance, where they do sports, um, certain favorites of theirs are not safe because then people are yeah. going to use that against them. And the more active you are teaching them the ins and outs of what they, you know, could do and what they can't do instead of just being fully restrictive, you're going to help them navigate it and build that maturity to be able to handle it. Um, be transparent with them, teach them what grooming would look like, um, what someone who may want to hurt them look like, teach them to the best that you can, what strangers online would look like, um, have those open topics without shame. So when they do come to you, they don't feel like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. My mom's going to be so mad. She's going to hate me. She's going to take away my phone. Um, because we can't reinforce them being honest with us with punishment. We have to acknowledge that if they're coming to us and being honest, we can help them set better boundaries, but we can't punish that out because then they're just going to be dishonest with us next time. Um, so really just reinforcing like what boundaries can happen and what can't happen and helping them navigate that. Um, do reels with them, do TikToks with them. Have fun. If they're going to have it anyway, you know? well, it's something to do together. You know, like I love that. Yeah, like make it make it as fun as you can, but like be very wary. And then almost every single one does have privacy settings. Make sure their account is private. Yeah. Um, make sure certain content is blocked where you can. You can do it a little bit on Instagram. You can do it a lot more on Facebook. Um, I haven't really been on TikTok yet, but whatever you can do to navigate shutting that down. Um, including like, on their safari searches <coughs> really yeah. just staying present participate in it with them don't leave it to navigate alone be open be honest and encourage them to do the same with you because you want to protect them for the long term but you want to prepare them to handle these situations in the future they can't always be under your wing and they have to learn. And if you're going to hand them a device that is 
this important to all of their private information and who they are and can quickly become their identity, you have to be sure their identity is before that happens. I was actually going to say that, you you know, you may find that the reason they want so many followers and there's even a kid at like seven or eight wants a whole lot of followers and whatnot because they're looking for validation from people online and people they don't even know. And I mean, you know, as I think as a parent, I am an older sister to my brother and I, I realized that I couldn't necessarily shield him completely, um, but I learned that I could affirm him as an individual. And yeah. that's the most I could do because he would never let, as a teenager, he would never let me touch his phone. But now he's able to say, you know, take, take a look at this. And I'm like, I hope you're not doing anything naughty. Um, I think in closing, <laughs> I think in closing, you said so many important things um, do you want to add on to that, particularly about how, you know, we affirm younger people and we don't necessarily affirm them online, but just a call or just talking to them so that they know who they are? Because clearly it's, it seems to me like it's an identity issue. Oh, it, it definitely is. As humans, we all want validation in general. Yeah. We are or what our identity is and we start to let other things and our compromises to those other things form those things. It's never stable. The more we're going to go to culture, our followers or people to tell us who we are and what we should do and who we should be, the more we're going to continue searching for it because yeah. it changes fast. And there's a beautiful thing about not just wanting to raise your kid how you want them to be but recognizing who they want to be mm. and able to not put that pressure as a parent. And this is a little off topic, but like as a parent, so many people give you advice and want you to make your kids meet these milestones. I've had so many people come to me and be like, well, your kid's not doing this yet, or he's not doing this yet. And he's doing this instead of this. And I'm like, relax. He's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. My one took a little bit longer to potty train but guess what he did it in like a weekend and it's because I was like I'm not going to force you to compete with these other toddlers that are potty training <laughs> yeah potty train and that's what our culture wants and you have to be so careful with that trap because it comes quickly in every way and so we shouldn't be putting that pressure on our children. We should identify like where they're at, who they're at, what they're capable of, not based off of everybody around them in the same age group, based off of them. And I've seen so many parents navigate social media and their children's identity so beautifully by helping them build it. Um, there is a ministry that I love and it's a, it's a man and he started it and he got married and brought his wife into it and they have children, right? And he has a son. I don't know how old his son is. I would say under 12. But his son loves Legos. And he loves the Bible. Because he grew up in a ministry household, right? And yeah. his father helped his son build a business based off of Bible and Legos. And my son watches it. And they, like, teach you how to build Bible Legos. And, and like, put Bible stories in it. And it's so cute. And he's able to navigate social media in a platform based off of what he loves. So instead of just 
fearing for our kids or instead of trying to make them who we want them to be, recognize, you know, where they, where they can be, where they can grow and, and, Mm -hmm. um, push them and affirm them in that. If it's superheroes they love, help them do something with superheroes, take pictures of them as superheroes. I mean, like, don't, you don't have to from your child and the things that they love. You can, you can walk into that journey with them. You can support them and affirm them in that. And then online, you can help affirm them when they're ready for that. If they're wanting to build a platform, if they are passionate about sharing their stories or reading or building Legos or helping other people, it's a lemonade stand, then help them take pictures and promote their stand. Like, and show them that they can use social media for a cause and for something that they love instead of allowing social media to use them. Mm. Mm. So powerful. I'm, I don't know. Hey, I don't have a kid, but <laughs> oh, listen, you know, you rem- I'm going, I'm not even straying off topic here. Madonna makes very product- provocative music. Very, very provocative music. She's all about the whole naked thing. But she's the same person who didn't even let her children have a phone until they were like 16. Oh, yeah. Because they know what they're projecting on (laughs) media. And whatever is being projected, it's filling our minds. And like you said, desensitizing us. I don't know. It is. scary stuff. (laughs) It's so frustrating. Us. Think about the movies we watch, the music we listen to. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's slowly compromising the things that yeah. obviously right or wrong or whatever and putting all these gray areas. And as adults, we should be able to look at that with perspective. We should be able to look at it and think, you know, what's right here? What's wrong here? Why? Yeah. And be able to like it and see other people's perspectives in it too even if it like might be right for us how do they feel about it or see it children have to be taught that and they have to have Mm -hmm. the mature that we can't just hand it to them but we can teach them to navigate things um with passion and compassion for other people and wanting to do good things and and we can give them control over certain things without letting them be desensitized. We don't have to force them to listen to a certain music. Sit down, make a playlist with your kid of appropriate music, but let them choose it. Let them be involved. Yeah. And, and just help them feel like they can make decisions, but safely. But safely. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness, I have a lot to think about because, I mean, I know I should be cutting this live now, but the thing is, even as old as I am, I'm so aware of the garbage that's on social media. You had mentioned the algorithm that's more favorable to uh, nudity and uh, vulgarity as mm-hmm. opposed to wholesome content. No matter what tactics you put on, that's a fact. And so, like you had said, be um, involved with younger people online. Oh my goodness. Um, so, yeah. Leading them, I find I hit a, a spot when I was probably, right when I became a parent, about 21, right around when I had him. And I realized I was following a lot of people that I thought were good, like that were Instagram influencers for fitness or whatever. But what was really happening, instead of them encouraging me to be the, my best self, they were kind of putting that comparison trap of like, well, how can I be like them? And a lot of us do 
and we have to be very careful. And if we're going to teach our kids how to do it, we have to do it first. We have to go first and lead the way. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you get better soon and your mom, your mom as well. And thank you for joining us the first time. (laughs) Thank you for having us. It was great talking. Um, So how can people support uh, Village of Light? Okay, they can follow, they can share. Um, We eventually will open up more volunteer opportunities. But right now, the best way to volunteer is by making a difference in your community. So find resources um, that have vulnerable groups to trafficking and to abuse and do something for those resources. If it's a homeless teen center, if it's foster care, if it is um, just families that need help or need food or need support, like be that in your community and then share inside of your community and on your platform these things that people don't know because so many parents are handing all of this over to their children and so many people are caught up in the traps and addictions of pornography and sexualized culture that they can't break apart from it and it's just consistently feeding abuse in the trafficking industry so following us and sharing everything that we have and supporting other organizations um like lantern and things that we work with that will that actively do something that don't just sit on money and spread awareness as well that actually go out there and make a difference um and want to continue to do so absolutely absolutely and uh, what are your final words as we close this live um i'm just i'm grateful to be here i'm thankful that so many people wanting to learn and that they're wanting to grow and i'm grateful for um a platform of people that are wanting to be influencers but be influencers for something that's better that aren't just falling to influencing how culture wants us to but that this and passion and no matter what anybody else tells us that we're going to pursue that with um integrity and that we're stand up for other because you know the world is full of humans that are flawed and hurting and we have to like put aside how we feel or our differences to be there for them and to do the hard thing and I'm so thankful that there are other people out there that want to do that and that are um, determined to do that and that we're able to support each other and help make a difference awesome (laughs) thank you so so much and thank you to everyone who joined um um i'm just so grateful i'm grateful for this i'm grateful for this so my kid in the future will thank you for all of this (laughs) 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 all right thank you enjoy the rest of like i guess your morning so to speak it's evening here yeah uh thank you so much and god bless you guys thank you you too (laughs)